RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, an actual play duet podcast using the Savage World system in our custom cyber fantasy setting. It's been a labor of love creating it for the past several years, and we are so excited to finally be able to share it. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena is escorted to her evaluation at the Spire by Inquisitor Zadal who thinks she might be moving a bit fast with this whole reinstatement business. Her appointment turns out to be with Oculus Silas Vaz himself, Jex Davith's apparent successor. He is unable to read her mind, thanks to her circlet, to verify her story. However, her bracers told him a very different tale than the one she's provided. Silas fills her in on some changes in the city, and... She goes onward to speak with the new proctor, her old Shazad rival, Olette Reitz. Reitz is decidedly unhappy about Athena's presence back in the Division, and now Athena can't help but wonder how much of that is caused by the tamper that she sensed in the Proctor's mind. When we last left Athena, she was leaving the Proctor's office, having just received her official reinstatement, but, you know, with a little bit of time off. I had asked you to think about a couple of things that Athena would be doing with her time. What I'd like to do is just cut through here with a couple of little micro-scenes, maybe touch on a, a couple of events or people you might want to talk to, and then we'll get back to it. In my head, I'm picturing a shot where... As she leaves the office, the the field of view pushes in a little bit less than the screen actually is, and you got a little black square around it to show that time is passing and you can't quite hear what's happening. There's definitely a shot of Athena at the security checkpoint, talking to Tuca, maybe giving her a sandwich and a little foil wrap as a thank you. I think I think that's something she'd like to do, maybe asking her if she has any plans in the upcoming weeks. Asking her if she has any plans, I think uh, Tuka would be delighted to see Athena, and will of course agree to whatever day you name, because she'll make sure that she's free. So the next one, um, Athena is at the front desk of Central, dropping off a gift with Rebexi to be given to Roja, because she's a little embarrassed and still doesn't want to go back and see her yet. So she's dropping off a gift for Roja, mm -hmm. and uh, what is the gift? Oh, it's a potted plant with a big old green bow around it because she feels like she may be overstepped a little bit and she doesn't know what else to get this person other than plants. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, um, what kind of plant? Is is it just like an ornamental plant that- I think it's like- <laughs> Like you, were, like at, you the... <laughs> were at the gas station and they had plants <laughs> on the rack before the register and you were like, yes, yeah, this, is, this is $4 well spent. Oh. No, I think it's like maybe it's a little pot of like three different kinds of growing, like glowing mushrooms, perhaps. Okay. Maybe she got it at the market, you know. Okay, do they do anything? Nope. 
does Athena know that? Like, did Athena, Athena buy this? Athena doesn't know anything about plants. Okay. So she's like, these look fine. Okay. Make me a smarts roll. Oh, no. Actually, no. Make me common knowledge roll. Common knowledge? I think it's the same. All right. It is. So just common knowledge. Five. Five. Okay. Um. All right. Then, yeah, I think you can buy appropriate plants that oh, good. A, a plant person... Well, I was going to say, if you failed that rule, maybe you got her something really bad that she's going to hate. But maybe you're just like, yeah, this this is contemporarily a nice shroom. Nice. It's a pretty This is a shroom. pretty nice shroom. <laughs> oh, this. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Yeah. They'll, uh, I guess, Rebexy will butler that to Roja. Thank God. Somehow. I mean, I'm sure there are gophers. Yeah, she'll call down and let Rebexy or let Rosia know that there's something there for her. That's fun. Nice. What's the next one? The next one, um, it's a shot of uh, the outside of the front of Athena and Pavi's apartment building. It reveals the Kaida Claw, the butcher shop that Pavi's dad owns. And I think Athena's standing in front of the counter talking to the person behind it a little sheepishly. Okay, talking to Sekka Marv, mm -hmm. who is the owner and proprietor of the Kaida Claw. He's a yes. a large uh, Nakir man with purple skin. Or purple toned skin. He's a built man. He's large and muscular, but friendly. I hear Sekka Marv is shredded. <laughs> shredded. Yeah, I think uh, if this is like the first time that you've seen Sekka Marv mm -hmm. since you've been back, then he will uh, round the counter and crush you in a big old hug. Because Aww. Athena was like his second daughter, kind of. I think her posture immediately relaxes and is she she returns the hug quite gratefully. Wonderful. They're happy to have you back. Uh, what's the next one? It's a shot of the entrance uh, to Athena's room as dust explodes out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and we see her shaking out an old blanket that was probably the comforter on her bed that never got washed since she left. Um, and I think we also see the instant regret on her face that she didn't think to do this outside. Yeah, that tracks. But yeah, that's that's what she's doing right now. Okay. Um I wanna say Alright, so there are obviously a bunch more plants in the room than Athena would have had in there herself that Did were Poppy, being kept. Probably put them in there. Yeah, I think it's an extra plant storage room. But oh, it was oh it was kept up for you. And maybe some of the plants are like trying to move away from the dust cloud <laughs> as it's going out. It's good, it's healthy. It's, it's dust. Very, it's very healthy dust. Uh I wanna say as you go to the closet, there are a couple of sikumas that fly out, and maybe there's just a shot of some nasty, tattered clothes that have been, like, oh, eaten fuck. through a couple of ways. Damn it. <laughs> My finest jackets. Not all of them. I'm sure your finest ones are okay, but oh, some good. of your clothes are fucked. Well, shit. Next one. Athena is standing in one of the squares that serves as an entrance to the west side of Caldonix, where the tourism district starts to crop up okay um and she's handing out flyers for escar glow to the toppers coming to visit wonderful she's trying to engage trying to build some buzz okay trying to help her dad how's that going for her um i think this this will kind of qualify as uh, social networking okay. which is like a mini mechanic in savage worlds oh, that's neat so, yeah it's basically like if you're trying to Usually it's for information gathering, mm -hmm. but I think it'll also apply here if you're kind of spreading information around. So uh, if you're doing it in a friendly way, it would use your persuasion skill. Very Persuade. friendly. Um, so let me see here. You're handing out flyers for Escar Glow. What, is, what do the flyers advertise? 
fine, real Caldonix cuisine. She, it's in her own handwriting. She took it to a printer, like a copier, and it's it doesn't look very professional, but goddamn, she tried her best. There's a lot of heart in there. All right. All right uh, There's a lot of heart. Just go ahead and roll regular persuasion. No modifiers. Oh my nine. god. Nine. Nine. That's a successful So race. are they charming? Are they charming adverts? Yeah, I think uh, I think the adverts have that like homegrown feel. Like somebody obviously did this themselves and they're out here handing out flyers. And even if the food doesn't look that great, they're obviously passionate and they care about it. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll come up at a later time. Fantastic. Ma- maybe. Maybe. So the tourists are uh, are charmed by you. You're clearly very passionate Fantastic. and happy and um, friendly towards them. And maybe mm-hmm. a lot of people in the city that are like locals aren't as friendly to tourists. So they're probably like, oh, yeah, this person's really nice. You know, yeah. maybe we'll go check this place out. Sounds gross, but like, woo, we'll give it a shot. One in Caldonix. <laughs> do as the Nixians do. So the next shot is it's from the inside of the apartment looking out onto the balcony and it's dark inside the apartment so you can see like the market across the canal all lit up and stuff and there are moths fluttering around and Athena's just kind of sitting in a chair with a mug of something on the balcony just looking out over over the canal just a quiet moment okay maybe. yeah she doesn't have a lot she, she really hasn't had a lot of those okay um out on the balcony you said yeah. So all, all plants and stuff there. Yeah. Maybe there's another shot of just like the plants swing in the breeze and then the the one pot with the vines. The vines kind of creep out towards you. Does it touch? Does it touch Athena? I think it'll just sort of hover there and look at you. Is it close? Uh, Yeah, I think it is. I think she side eyes it a little bit, but then like gives it a little pat. Just a little pat. Maybe maybe the vine's a little friendlier then. Oh, nice, cool. Um, the next shot is Escarglow in its evening swing. Um, it's probably not as full necessarily as it would be before, mm-hmm. but I think she Athena's like levitating a metal tray with drinks and handing stuff out and trying to be really cheery and helping out and you know doing the waitressing thing. I think uh, if this takes place after your networking, maybe it's maybe to you it kind of does look like it used to, you know, nice. based on what they were telling you. It's um, you know, they they didn't have as much traffic and it wasn't as, it wasn't as busy, but um, yeah, you did pretty well with your networking. So maybe it's maybe it's picking back on a little bit. Ooh, and well, that's nice. Maybe we have a shot of uh, Val behind the counter in the back of the room, kind of where the bartender is, just you know, with a smile as she watches you, and then. Clint's bustling around and pops out of the kitchen and looks like he's having the time of his life. Like he hasn't been this busy in ages. Nice. That's great. Athena's very happy about that. Very nice. Then there is Athena trying to help uh, her dad with the barisks and the pen. Maybe trying to figure out which one of these vials of liquid to feed to which snail, but they all look the same because they're snails. Sure. Okay. (laughs) So where do you think they have like barisk pens on their property somewhere, or is it like? I assume kind of in the agriculture, in the agriculture area. Like maybe he has a rental space that yeah, somewhere gotcha. to keep them. Okay, then yeah, I think that the agriculture area is like the very far northeast of the city. Mm-hmm. So maybe there are just some pens up there, and he can yeah. get his stuff 
maybe part of renting there is that they'll like transport anything he needs to his establishment like once a day. Nice. So that's part of his like daily routine is getting that shipment and getting the meat and stuff. I like it. Yeah, I think Clint, he's just like <laughs> like spreading around old hard-boiled eggshells like like corn for ducks because, you know, they love a calcium. Sure. They love a calcium. They do. Uh, they're squamp eggshells uh, for the snails to eat because, yes, snails in the real world do eat eggshells and it helps their... They love calcium. It helps their shell become... Harder and healthier. Yes. And I think... Um, Clint has a really good time doing that with Ian, you know, barrages you with more Barisk facts, that I think many of which you probably already know, but... I think she's probably half listening, but just happy to be there sure. kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Clint will also let her know, like, at this point, they would have told Clint's parents mm. that she was back just to, like, let, let, let him know. And, um, they, you know, they probably know based on the news that you're back to. Right. Um, but they, they told, they will have told him that they didn't want to overwhelm Athena with a visit, like, right away. Mm hmm And they understand, and, like, maybe next week or, so it buys you a little bit of time, basically. Cool. And then I, I did want a shot of Athena and Pavi just sitting on a bench in the waterfront district, just eating, eating some to-go containers, just sitting, having a friend time. Uh, maybe the quarry cycle's propped up on a kickstand next to him. And Athena fishes around in her bag for a card to give to Pavi. And when she opens it up, inside is that terrible picture of her from the news with Bolt. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously torn out of the newspaper a little angrily, but shoved in there. Because she knows Pavi would love that. Yeah, she, she would. She knows Pavi yeah, would love Pavi that. Pavi will enjoy that gift quite a bit. And Fantastic. And laugh with you and... I'm sure take that back and pin it up in her room. It's probably a really nice moment just with the two of them being able to hang out there and relax, maybe just like they used to. Sounds nice. And if you're on the waterfront, then you get to look out over the, I guess the beachy area. It's not as beachy as it used to be, but it leads out into the the salty lake water you can't really call it an ocean. It's not quite a lake because it's just a huge body of water that goes deeper into the mountain. But I mean, who knows where it feeds from? That's very Maybe true. they don't know. Maybe not. It's so big. It's vast. But uh, you know, I think certain from certain angles you can see the far cave wall and the quarry crystals that are glowing there. But at a certain point, it, it's dark and it just leads deeper into the mountain. So you can kind of see like where there isn't any light is mm -hmm. where it goes further back. Gotcha. And... um probably occasionally see a substantial ripple in the water hmm. because there is wildlife there. I don't think they're too bothered about that then if they know about it. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, there's large stuff out there. And it's uh, a nice calm moment for the two of you, especially after the tension from several days before. And I feel like Pavi has not brought that up again after you spoke about it and is kind of going back to normal behavior. That's good. Athena really hasn't, you know, touched on it either, just because she doesn't want to get yelled at again. So it's just one of those things. It's like, hey, it's it's been said. We're not going to harp on it. Let's just see how things are going. Sort yeah, of. I think it is still kind of hanging in the back of her mind. Oh, especially. sure. Especially. I don't. I don't think it's 
been forgotten. I think maybe there is just an underlying like micro tension mm-hmm. of you you're both aware that that conversation happened, but it's still just so early in all of this happening that that's just, for that's for later. Yeah, so you're you're both you're both okay with just letting it lie for just, now and just chilling. You know. Trying to be a good friend in the meantime. Well, the last shot is the entrance to the mines. I think the now those cropped black sections of the shot kind of expand back to full screen because this is where we're picking back up. Yeah, you said this was this was the scene you would like to do. This so. is the scene I would like to do. So I think that the camera slowly moves right to a large flat polished section of the cave wall, and I think it's been buffed quite quite shiny despite being rock, um, just regular rock. And we see Athena from behind, and she's dressed in blacks and grays and accents of yellow. Her old regulator gear she's pulled out for her first day back on the job. And I think she's there with her mom next to her, and she's holding a bouquet of glowing mushrooms with long stems and petaled tops. And she puts them down, and she looks up at the wall. These these mushrooms are her grandma's favorites, and her grandpa did try to grow them on, you know, their balcony area, but he wasn't especially good at it. But damn it, he tried. I'm sure she appreciated that. The camera pulls back and we have a shot of Athena kneeling to put the bouquet down. Mm -hmm. And uh, the wall is long and polished and there are a series of names chiseled into it. And maybe about eye level with uh, where Athena is, we see the two names... Hilda Calrus and Frank Calrus. And your mom is in her work attire standing a few feet behind you with her hands clasped in front of her, giving you a moment. Your grandma would have loved them. Athena takes her fingers up and just kind of lightly traces the names and maybe rests her forehead on it for just a second. And then pulls back and walks back to her mom. Thanks for coming. I didn't really want to come alone. Oh, I understand, dear. Um, of course I'm happy to be here for you. It's not like it was out of the way. (laughs) No, it wasn't. Do you think this looks okay? She's like moving her arms around her regulator gear and it's a little moth-eaten. I think if it was in that closet. A little dingy. (laughs) A little dingy. You think this is okay? Well, um, I... I wouldn't wear it out for a night on the town, <laughs> but I'm sure it would get the job done if you needed it to. Aren't, are you going to speak with someone? Probably meeting up with the quartermaster before I head out. I mean, that's that's the goal. Oh, well then I'm, I'm sure they'll get you fixed right up, won't they? Maybe. I'm not really sure how this is going to go. I think Athena turns back to her mom and says, how are you feeling today? Oh, I'm okay, dear. Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. She's a little worried still. Mm. And she's she's been a little spacey, like just a little. She's there, but she's not all there. A little more soft-spoken, just hard to get riled up, hard to get anything out of. Sort of drifting. Mm. That's troubling for Athena, considering how she used to be. The entrance to the mines is um, on the very far southeast corner of the city. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tucked away there, so, but it's a pretty large entrance. 
Um, that's the only thing you would be going there for. So mm. You can't really get confused or stumble across it by accident. Right. Um, but workers mill about in the area, some of them talking to other workers, uh, some of them coming in for the day, some leaving. So there, there's a lot of foot traffic happening here. And a lot people. of Nixie and bustle. A lot of Nixie and bustle. The Nixians being the workers in the mines and more specifically the ones who drain the energy from the quarry crystals and harvest them like that. So. The siphons. Yes, the siphons. The quarry crystals grow almost in an organic way, so as long as you keep the vein open, you can harvest crystals every day or drain the energy out of the large ones that aren't safe to harvest. But workers mill about in the area. Most are dressed in kind of grimier work clothes, but some are in suit-like apparel and head off to a side entrance that looks a bit cleaner. Hmm. There's like a main entrance and there's a side entrance. Uh, and the chatter in the air is higher uh, after draining the main crystal, you're here sometime and... What what time are you here? She said she'd be on the night shift. Uh, the air is cooler in the evening. Probably starting to get hotter now. As you're saying your farewells to your mom, mm -hmm. there is a guy walking past, uh, just in the general foot traffic heading into the mines, and he looks over and sees you and your mom and breaks off from the small trickle of people going in. What's he look like? He's an Ori man. He's got um, dirty blonde hair, matching eyes, just like a soft, kind of like a hay, like a hay oh, yellow. Okay. Uh, no facial hair, just uh, uh, about Athena's age. Okay. And he's um, he's dressed nicer in uh, dark tones and holding essentially a briefcase. Hmm. And he uh, comes over and nods to you, but is mostly focused on your mother. And he says, uh, oh, well, Val, I didn't expect to see you here so late. And she looks over and smiles pleasantly and nods to him and says, Oh, yes, I'm uh, j just passing through. And he, uh, still focused on her, says, uh, If you've got a couple of minutes, could you, do you, would you mind coming in with me? We've got some things to go over. She smiles and it's tired and maybe a little strained. And she says, uh, Of course, sure. And she turns back to you with an apologetic smile. I'm sorry, dear. It looks like I need to go for now. I'm sure it is. Okay. And she gives her mom a hug. And it, it's probably a little tighter than it would have been otherwise. Because mm -hmm. now she's a bit concerned. Mm -hmm. And uh, your mom smiles to you and turns to walk away at a slow pace. I think Athena watches her get into the mines. Decides she's going to head on out. And um, when your mom is, is going back, the man had left. You know, he, mm -hmm. he walked ahead of her while she was still saying goodbye to you. And he headed in uh, to the left entrance. Mm -hmm. And uh, when your mom walks back in, she also heads to that same entrance off to the side. The which cleaner is one? The cleaner looking one, yep. Mm -hmm. And that's not usually where she used to go for mm -hmm. work. Right. Okay. Then yeah, I think we can skip ahead to when you make it back to the spire. Sounds good. Of course, it's enormous. And hopped right on the highway. Hopped right on the highway. It's busy. You know, this time of day, night. You make your way back on the highway without any trouble. You get to the spire, can take one of the elevators to the, um... It's not the area where Roja was, which is on the same floor as Central, but uh, there's a separate floor just for research and development, and the one of the quartermasters would be there to see to your equipment needs. And you have an appointment to go and meet them before the official start of your first shift. Now, how long would it take to get downstairs? Hmm. 
longer. I'm sure you can find a set of stairs. Would Athena have planned ahead to take the stairs? Uh-huh. Okay, then you have enough time to do it. Yeah, I think um, I think she would have planned ahead to take the stairs. Yeah, so the uh, the quartermaster that you're assigned to speak with is his name is Rex Dune. Rex Dune. Rex Dune. If we uh, we can just cut to when you meet him. Yeah. And uh, you take the stairs. It does take a little bit longer than usual. I don't think you pass anybody on the stairs. I think probably most not. people probably take the elevator. Well, Athena goes to there. It's um, I think Rex's area is uh, a shop-like zone uh, on one of the separate floors for research and development. And there's like a front office window on that floor once you get there and just an enormous workshop behind it so you can like see through the counter area to just Mm -hmm. all the nonsense that's happening back there. I love it. There's all sorts of contraptions uh, from weapons and armaments to experimental tech and armors. There's racks of different type of stuff. There appears to be some level of organization to it, but... But not one that's easily discernible from the outside? Probably not to you, yes. Okay. And uh, when you get there, there is a gentleman behind the counter. and He's a rosy-skinned human, older with a patchy gray beard and mustache and uh, a bit of a gut. And he has small circular glasses that he pinches to his nose. And when he takes them off, his face is still kind of the same squinted, mm-hmm. like, pinched expression. And he's got, like, a dirty apron and a singed and beat-up regulator uniform. And he is smoking a small pipe that stays in the corner of his mouth, always. And he's got a mechanical right arm. Oh, gotcha. Why well, I would like to walk up to this interesting-looking fellow... Yes, and he'll, uh, he'll turn to you and there's smudges on his glasses and he sort of pulls out a handkerchief and wipes it away and just leaves like a clear streak on his mess. <laughs> oh, he doesn't even take them off? Just no, he wipes just, he just, he just oh, wipes man. this time. Yes, can I help you? Uh, yeah, Regulator Sedaris, I'm here for this whole business. And she does that thing with her hands that, you know. Yes, this is your reintroduction day. Is that correct? Yes. All right, well, step on through and come with me, and we'll see where to go from there. Okay. And he points to the side, and there's a light that kind of goes, and unlocks the door, and you can go through. She goes in. I think uh, you walk through the door, and the first thing you see is him uh, flinging an object at you. Oh, good. People love throwing things at Athena. They sure. always think she's ready for sure. it. Um. I want to see how this plays out. Roll agility. Agility, you say? Sure. My agility is pretty good. Pretty agile. Six. Six, okay. It is a regulator badge. Oh. Spiraling through the air, glinting yellow in the light. I snatch it. You snatch, you grab it with that six. You just, you grab it out. And, um, do you think badges are the same? Like, badge numbers are the same? Like, every officer has their own badge number? Yes, I think so. So. Is this your same badge from years ago that you would have left behind and they would have maybe Probably. taken back? So Okay. I think they're made for the regulator. What's your badge number? I think it's 0624. All right, so you uh, go back with him and he goes over to stand by a, a rack of gear and he gives you a once-over and says, Well, it certainly looks like you dragged that out of a closet. That is Exactly what I did. How many moths have eaten it? Uh, well, let me, uh, a flock. 
I'm, I'd say. I'm not comfortable sending you into the field looking like that. I'm not terribly comfortable with it either. Alright, well, I assume you know what your measurements are. I think she takes a beat and she's like, oh shit, I don't. But they're they're on my tag, right? They might be. Let's just get you <laughs> measured. And, okay. he, and he spends a little bit of time just taking your basic measurements and he can find something on the shelf for you and say, cool. well, the next thing we need to discuss is what, what type of gear you're looking for. Wingsuit. You had that prepared, didn't you? Yep. All right, Will. And he leads you over to a rack of wingsuits and finds one in your size and yanks it off and holds it out and says, um, and there's there's a couple of like fancier looking ones right mm -hmm. next to it, like the, the deluxe model, oh. basically. And he pulls it off and he says, the, uh, the Proctor has indicated that the enhanced and far more expensive versions of this armor are not yet to be made available to you for use. During, at least during your probationary period, shall we say. You want to make sure I don't mess up your stuff. Well, I wasn't the one who made the order, but... Reitz wants to make sure I don't mess up your stuff. I don't want you to mess up my stuff. <laughs> and along with the wingsuit, he hands you a pair of matching goggles. Oh, nice. Eye safety, very important. It is. I mean, otherwise she's going to have to bring eye drops, and they're just so inconvenient. <laughs> So, um, you're Sidaris, then? Yeah. You've been, I didn't have time to read the file, but, uh, you're the one that went disappearing a couple of years ago, was that right? Yeah, that was me. All right, well, well, I, I read some of the older files. You and, uh, Seca Pavi, Regulator Pavi, got up to some... If you're gonna put holes in my stuff, it better at least be protecting you. So don't waste them on pointless nonsense. No, I wouldn't. I, I'm. I've grown as a person in the past seven years. I'm quite, uh, quite careful about things now. She lies. Yeah, go ahead and roll up persuasion at minus four. Oh God! <laughs> Woof. Yeah, and he he just doesn't miss a beat, and he says, um. Regulator, I don't mind telling you that I'm quite familiar with Sekapavi, so I know that to be a falsehood. Oh, okay. So, do me a favor. Keep it in good shape. I'll, I'll do my best. If I and have the opportunity, maybe I'll float something your way. Okay. If you're good. I, I will be very good. Mm -hmm. I'm just happy to be back. Alright, and he says, well, um, I also happen to know that you have a pair of bracers that are somewhat unique uh they they are unique um i i mean they similar things in that vein probably exist but these are the only ones like this i've seen personally may i see them yeah um she snakes them off her arm hmm. onto the table and he uh he takes he pulls a couple of lights over and turns them on and there's like a a multicolored spectrum from different angles, like different colored lights pointing down all into the same one. Hmm. Parts of it start to glow in like different colors, just like showing smudges and stuff like that. He touches something on his glasses and the lens changes color and he leans down and he's looking at it and his mechanical arm 
the fingers split out into like all these tiny like little nano tool type things so he's just sort of holding his fingers at weird angles but each of his fingers has become a number of articulated smaller fingers so he's just like picking them up and looking at them and as he's working he says the craftsmanship is excellent who who made this uh my my grandma did hmm she's quite a talent she was hmm and he'll uh he'll hand them back to you and say um and what exactly do they do um they they're very combat versatile um i usually is that what they put on the box uh well, they didn't come in a box, did they? I, I've made it into rope before. You know, easy to float around with my connectivity with metal. So that's handy. Um, I, sword is generally what I go for. Shields are very important to me. Interesting. Well, here you are. Thank and you. And he gives them back. Uh, and she, she puts her bracers back on. Remembering that they're called bracers now. Because she doesn't want to be corrected again. <laughs> it's very embarrassing. <laughs> Because she's had it for so long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, at this time, I'm only permitted to offer you basic armaments and equipment, so... Is there anything you need? Well, I mean, it is my first day back, so I don't really know if there have been trends in the city that have changed since I've been gone. Is there anything you recommend? I generally travel light. I mean, these and my armor are generally all I need. Then I'm sure you'll be fine for now. Okay. And uh, I think you're there talking to him for a couple minutes, and at the front desk, which you can see back over the counter, um, you see the spider-like legs of uh, a Yara kind of Mm. scuttle up there, and then a hand sticks out and rings a bell that's right there, and then rings it like two more times, and he says, excuse me a moment, and he goes over and kind of leaves you to like look around for a couple of seconds, and then another person comes through the door. Sort of a a pudgy Yara man with um, a bushy blonde mustache and thinning blonde hair. He's shorter than you, but also walking using his Yara legs. Right. And he's wearing a regulator uniform, and he's holding a, like a light clipboard. Hmm. And he comes up, and he says, um, I'm looking for regulator Sedaris. Uh, present. That's you. Oh, it's wonderful to meet you. My name is uh, Regulator Lepaco. I'm going to be your observer today. Oh, okay. Sure, yeah. So, um, what y'all doing down here? Uh, I had an appointment for some equipment. As you can see, the one I have on my, my armor right here is pretty uh, moth-eaten. So I needed a, a you know, a, a refresher on what's new. Oh, certainly, I understand. I meant more, um, why y'all still down here? Because your shift started about 20 minutes ago. Oh, shit. Pickle. <laughs> you didn't tell me. <laughs> Fuck. I didn't tell you what. When it started. Athena knew when it started. Athena knew? No, no. Athena has done what Athena knew her schedule to be so far. Oh. Like this person is telling you that your oh. shift started at a different time. Uh, uh, I, I'm pretty sure this is what my appointment was. I wasn't told any different gives you like a very like pitying glance and says well i only go based on what my schedule says and he holds it up and it's like 20 minutes prior to that and he says i'm gonna have to mark you down as tardy and he takes his check he's like still looking at you and he just goes 
and he marks one off on the list. Oh, shit. You about done? I'm about done, yeah. Let's... Mr. Dune, Regulator Dune, all done here. And he shrugs and looks around and says, I don't, I'm where I'm always. I don't need anything here. Athena runs to the changing room and gets into her new outfit and she's out. Right, <laughs> <go>. <laughs> Very quickly. She, she clips her badge back onto her belt where it belongs. Wonderful. Taps it, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He, he smiles. He's, you know, pleasant. Yep. Well, lead on. I don't know where I'm going. Do you, Does Athena say yep. that? Yep. Well. I, was, I wasn't told anything. Based on your outfit here, you, y'all got a wingsuit, didn't you? Yes. That means you're on spire duty. Uh-huh. How long you been gone now? Seven years. Mmm. They do something different back then. Let's let's just get a move on. Let's get a move on. It takes you to the elevator and uh so basically spire duty is um the the spire is organized with like a circular elevator. Mm-hmm. And that's how it goes up the spire. It spirals the spire. It spirals. And there are a couple of room, like, elevators that are at fixed positions, and it's actually like the whole thing that turns, not the individual elevators. What? That's so, so cool. So basically There are regulators in one of each of these little break rooms, and when there's an alert to have somebody go out into the city, it just rotates up to the correct doorway that allows you to wingsuit out into the city. That's so cool. Yeah, so so when you're on spire duty, basically you sit in one of these waiting rooms and wait to be deployed, and the thing will rotate you to send you to the correct thing where you will then wingsuit out into the city. Fuck yeah. So if he says you're on spire duty, you know where to go. Okay, cool. Yep. Allie didn't. Athena would it's, have. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. So you're taking the elevator up yep. and you're just standing there in, in the elevator with him in silence and he, he makes no attempt to like have conversation. He just like, and he's he's always moving with his legs. So like The he, big legs. The big legs. So. What are his legs like? Um, I think they're spidery. Let's stick with spidery. And he's just hanging there in the air, holding his clipboard, looking at you just with like, a pleasant smile the whole time. I think she's got her arms crossed, um, looking a little flustered still, probably, but mm-hmm. smiles back at him. And you give him a smile, and he, like, doubles down <laughs> on the smile, and it's just like, like, oh. good, we got a report. He's just like, mm. he didn't say anything, but it's like, hey, good for you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is going so poorly. <laughs> so I think, yeah, there's just a moment of you guys riding in the riding in the elevator so so the elevator takes you up to a fixed point actually let's let's backtrack for a minute do you take the stairs with this guy to get out of the oh god that's I, that's what i was I talking can't. about all right so you're gonna take the elevator elevator yep i gotta all right um can't be weird in front of this guy whose name i can't remember because i forgot to write it down what is it pickle don't I'm gonna let this ride pickle, don't do me like that would athena remember the guy's name he said it so fast. <laughs> Probably not. Make me a smarts roll. Let's see if you remember what his name is. Five. Five. It was Lepaco. Perfect. Yeah, so I want to say there, there is a moment of you standing there like smiling back at this guy being like, oh fuck, I forgot what his yeah. name was. Her smile gets bigger and her eyes get a little panicked. And then she's like, oh, no. Oh, and then there's just an invisible conversation. So he's like watching your your expression change and you look more relaxed. And he just, yeah, <laughs> oh, no. really good job. So 
you take the the main elevator. I, I don't want to make you like roll spirit every time you get in a damn elevator. Right. So Can, I, I think I'm a little amped up today. So maybe I was a little more prepared or maybe the elevators that go up to the, you know, the tippy top mm-hmm. are bigger because you can fit more regulators Maybe, but, in them. So right now, you're taking an elevator from the quartermaster to the main area, and gotcha. then there's going to be a separate elevator that you get onto. And gotcha, that's, gotcha. And that one's like, the elevator is the break room, basically. So, like, okay. you'll get in there, and it'll rotate you up to a resting position in the spire. And gotcha. then you're just kind of in this room. Well, I think she's exceedingly nervous in this tiny elevator mm-hmm. with this person she just met and mm-hmm. I was already disappointed severely. Gotcha. Well, you get out to the main floor and you can get on over to the spire duty elevator. That's fine. Cool. So we'll just... Athena's really nervous specifically because uh-huh. she's like, oh god, this couldn't have possibly gone worse even if I had like, just hadn't showed up. This might be worse. Oh boy. <laughs> Alright. Um. I think she asks um, uh, so uh, Regulator Lepaco is it? Mm-hmm. Did you get those your your itinerary straight from the proctor? I only work what's been assigned to me. That's fair. Just wondering. Sure. And he scribbles on his notepad. Oh no, I shouldn't have said anything. And keep smiling at you. Oh, this guy's the worst. And, <laughs> this uh... fucking guy. <laughs> All right, so you, guy. So you get to the the main elevator, uh, and it opens, and it's it's a break room. It looks like a break room. It's got a table and a couple of metal chairs, a counter with a coffee maker, maybe like a couple of small snacks, mini refrigerator, that sort of thing. Just basic refreshments. And there's a a monitor for watching the news if anyone is so inclined, but it looks like maybe there's a a layer of dust on it and nobody really has been watching it lately. And there's a pack of cards on the table and a couple ashtrays scattered around. Are there any papers? Yeah, actually. I think I'd like to sit at the table and just glance over the paper because Athena hasn't had a chance to do that yet Mm -hmm. today. I think maybe there's just a splash on the front that says something dramatic like crime on the rise. Or crime on the rise with a question. (laughs) Oh no. It's just big bold. I think she taps on that and looks at Lepaco and says, crime on the rise? That's Um, it. (laughs) Well, I've only been a regulator for a little bit of time, but things do seem a bit dicier now. Well, let's see what we can do about that. Um, how long have you been a regulator? Oh, who keeps track, really? Oh Puts man, he is a, not giving her a mark much on the checklist. Room. Yeah. <laughs> he he. Okay, so for this scene, mm-hmm. and we can jump past a lot of this, he's going to make no attempt to ask you questions. Like, uh-huh. if you talk to him, he'll give you, oh. he might give you responses, oh, but he, good. otherwise he's going to sit here smiling pleasantly, staring at you. Okay. Cool. I think after it seems like she's hitting a wall with this guy, she doesn't know what, she's very concerned about everything, so she's just going to get up and start stretching, limbering up, mm-hmm. doing some nice deep deep stretches because you know gotta get ready sure and he uh you know he'll he'll watch you and he'll occasionally look at his list and maybe make a mark and then stand quietly and pleasantly in the corner in the corner on his his legs well like off to one side god i had a mental image of this fucker like spider climbing in the corner of the room just (laughs) (laughs) 
Maybe right. she she tests out her gauntlets after putting them back on, making them into different things, just to see if anything anything with those funky lights messed them up a little bit, because she's very suspicious of literally everything right now. That's fair. Everything seems functional. Cool. Yeah. Well, back into gauntlets. All right, get them on. Uh, and after a little bit of time of you guys being here, the alarm goes off. And I think there's maybe maybe there's like a crystal embedded in the the roof of the like the elevator break room thing that will light on. Do you think it it's like a siren? Do you think it swirls or does it blare? Does it the light just turn on or It's like a less abrasive strobe light maybe. So it just goes ch ch. Yeah. So it flashes every Couple, second or yeah. 2 seconds. Okay. That's what I think. All right. And I think there's just a dull, uh, it's kind of an alarm thingy, and the elevator lurches into motion and begins to spiral upwards, and you can feel the momentum building a little bit, but you're still there, and after a couple of seconds, uh, the hatch opens, and you are faced with a small balcony and open air, and you can feel there's a light breeze passing by. So as you look out um, from this balcony on the spire, you're pretty high up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of course, the higher you are, the better fanage you have. You get a greater view over the city. You're higher than a lot of the buildings there, even the ones that stretch up very high. But you can see you're facing the Western District, which is primarily Olera Corp territory. A lot of toppers over there. And there are flashes in the fog and in the darkness uh, in it looks like they're right by the the main cave wall near the city, which is out near the western precinct, uh, heading north along the wall. The one towards... with the big fans in it? Yep, one with the big fans in gotcha. it. Gotcha. Uh, heading north towards the waterfront and Resort. Whoa. And you can see the flashes are broken up by the silhouettes of the, you know, the buildings far out there and all the different lights, but they're distinct enough that you can see you can see a disruption. Okay. Well, I think Athena's gonna take... She's going to back up as close as she can to the wall and just sprint off of the spire and take a running leap, and she's in the air. Wonderful. And it's amazing. Yes, it is. It's so good. It's you, The wings catch on the mostly still wind almost immediately. There is the, always the constant draft from the fans. Mm-hmm. But your wings catch, and you know just how to shape your form to become a bullet speeding through the darkness and fog. At first, when you said your your wings catch, I knew in my soul the next words were going to be on fire. Oh, God. Because <laughs> that's just kind of how her day's going now. How does Athena feel being back in a wingsuit and finally taking to the air? Uh, she loves it so much. It's something, like, besides, you know, you know, coming back and family and friends and stuff, this is the fucking shit. So this is, like... When Harry discovers he can ride a broom. Basically. And Harry Potter. I never want to walk again. The boy who walked. (laughs) That's not what they call me. No, she loves it, though. It's like, it's her favorite way to get around the city. Just a freeing feeling of weightlessness as you shoot like a bullet through the city and you get a perfect bird's eye view and a lot of skill involved in swooping between the buildings and finding exactly where it is you're looking. Corkscrewing. Looks so cool. She's so fast. The wind whips. Uh, the flashing lights are blinding in parts as you dart past, whipping through the fog, the salty smell in the air drifting over from the waterfront. 
It is hard to navigate in the fog, but I feel like, you know, they train for this. Probably have a, a little a little HUD in there. That makes sense. That's why there wasn't a negative modifier. Nailed it. I think as I'm flying there, I'd like to look over my shoulder. Is is he still there? Oh, he followed you. Oh yeah, I figured. Yeah, so his his um his legs are actually outstretched and uh there's like a weird band of energy that's connecting the empty area huh, and he's neat. just kind of like flying down on his legs what arm is still holding that clipboard his hand like oh, with his actual he's holding it and you look i, I want to say there's a, a shot of athena looking really cool and badass just like wingsuiting down <laughs> and she sort of looks over her shoulder and it just the camera pans to the left a little bit and it blur refocuses on him right behind you, just like holding a clipboard as he glides Jesus down. Jesus Christ. This um, is not how she thought her first day would go. <laughs> um, Does he right. have goggles on or anything? Nope. Oh man, so unsettling. All right, so what I am going to do here. All right, so for the descent down, I'm going to say, I'll say you have two piloting rolls to give me a total of two successes. Okay. What is my piloting? Um, I think it's a D4. Sure is. Mm -hmm. I've made a mistake. She's rusty, maybe. Maybe. She hasn't wingsuited in seven years. Yeah, I'm gonna need a Benny. No! What? No, I don't need to Benny it. I got, a, I got a seven on my first one. Okay, so that's one success. And a five! Okay, so two successes. Flawless good, victory! Good job, okay. I think with that base success, you are definitely able to maintain a steady course as you're flying over the city. And from right here, you're you're passing a lot of dining, entertainment, like shopping areas. Mm -hmm. um, and you start to pass over some of the Olay Resort properties. Mm -hmm. And there's um, a large park in the middle that you fly over as well as you're angling down and uh the commotion is continuing north along almost along the cave wall like almost the whole way there but not oh, quite i think at a certain point maybe you blast through a small group of moths and <laughs> fun stuff like that and as you burst through the group of siku moths there is a light sheen of dust on your goggles oh is it enough to fuck me up no, but it is obscuring the, your vision just a little bit. Oh god, she wipes it away as quickly as possible. And as you're coming down, you can't... Like, there, the buildings are still tall enough that you can't see what's happening. You can only see the flashes and kind of the right. direction they're going. What is your general plan here? Like, how do you... Where do you want to land? What are you going to try to do? Just I want to land close to the lights. Maybe... Like, are you going to try to land on a building? Are you going to try to land on street level? I'm going to try and land on a lower building, if there is one. I think there For an aerial sort of view, so I can get... Athena wants the full scene all at once, so... I think from where you are, you can't really, like... You you could probably get ahead of them, I'm mean, based on how fast you're going. So are you trying to, like, catch up from the back, or are you trying to go ahead of from them? The from the front. I'll cut them off. Okay. Athena, you are swooping towards the source of these flashes of light, and as you get closer, much closer, I think, because it's probably hard to hear from the wind blasting in your ears as you go. See, how, how do you land? How do you, do you... Are you doing, like, a pull-up type thing to just try to, like, drift down? Or? I think 
pull up, but also grabbing onto a metal side of a building and kind of using, I think, her bracer turns into like a claw gauntlet kind of thing. Okay. And just scraping down it a little bit okay, to slow down. Okay, I like down. that. That's pretty cool. It's effective. Yeah, okay. So maybe it's like Sparks a multi- fly. It's like a multi-tiered building or there's like a little thing on the top that you can scrape down to where Probably you- Probably gonna get marks off for that, huh? Yep. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Yeah, I think you're doing that and uh, Lepak- Wait, no, can, can I use shape metal and put it back where it belongs? <laughs> All right, so I think what happens is- uh, Oh no! I think what happens is you do that and you land and you're like quickly looking around the scene and then you hear the voice behind you just say, mm, intentional damage of civilian property. I would like to activate shape metal and fix it as I'm looking at the other things. Oh dear, okay. Seven. Okay, so you just kind of yeah, meld it back together? Yeah, put my hand on it and ripples through it and now it's whole again. Oh my. And he'll uh, lean in a little bit and take a look and say, duly noted. And make a little mark on I don't sheet. think she's looked back. I don't think she's looked back. Yeah. I think she's trying to look down and see what the fuck's going on. From your vantage point up here, like how high up are you? Did you try to be like a story, two stories? Two three or three stories, okay. probably. From where you are right now, so you look down and uh, you see a group of armored and cloaked figures just tearing through the streets on foot, firing in indiscriminate directions, flashes of light going off. The ones that you can see from up here, there's about four of them. And far back behind them, looks like there's a small team of regulators in pursuit, presumably from the precinct that they just passed. But yes, nice. they're all okay. they're wearing black, they have cloaks, and they have hoods pulled, so you can't really discern any kind of identity. And how fast I mean, they're running on foot, and they're making tracks, but it doesn't appear to be, like, at a superhuman speed. Could I use my uh, my one edge free runner to do some cool parkour to I get down to the ground? I think that's very reasonable. And I mean, I do have my wings, so they add some resistance for when I'm falling, perhaps, I'm to make to me believe. able to do some sweet stunt. It would probably be athletics. That? I'll give you the plus two on athletics Agility, for maybe, using your parkour stuff. Yep. Just to see if you can navigate your way to the ground without harming yourself. That Five. was a close one. <laughs> that was a close one. Because the other one was right, a well, one. You also have your shape metal active for at least a, maybe like a minute or so. So uh, Maybe I use it to like ripple down the building a little bit, catch stuff like real good. I'm willing to, to bend the use of it a little bit to that effect. So yeah, you get to the ground and I think because you're like on the second story right now, it takes you a little bit of time to still get to the ground. So mm-hmm. by the time you're on the ground, they are like running past you on the other side of the block. Now I'm going to tear after him. And it's a chase. Let's get it. Uh, you are still far closer than the other pack of regulators. They're going to start gonna start about 20 feet, let's say. It's actually pretty close. Those speedy sons of bitches. All right, so that's closer than I intended, but it's fine. So your card is a an eight of clubs. Not off to a good start. No. And they no, have it's... a five or a three of diamonds. Okay. Well, I'm still still a little better off, maybe. Yep. So that's gonna be whenever someone draws a club in a chase, it means there is a complication. Mm-hmm. And you would think I would remember this at this point. Uh, which means you need to make a maneuvering roll as a free action. At a minus four penalty. However, uh, your free running does give you a plus two bonus during so foot it's chases. Minus two. I mean, minus, minus two. This is going to be athletics because it's a foot chase. 
is three. Three. Yep. I guess I'll Benny that. Oh boy. Custom Bennies. I know. Who Someone's made these? Who, who, who indeed? Who did this? God damn it! Is it the same thing? Yes, it's the exact same thing. Oh I might boy. need them later. Ugh. I guess right. I'll just fail at a thing in front of this guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> whose name I can't remember. It's Allie. Okay. No, um, Paco. I got it. I'm there. There you go. All right. I was going to say, so forget it twice in one go. It's pretty bad. Um, okay. Roll one more die, please. Is it a six? It doesn't matter. Just roll a die. Oh, God. Four. It's four. Even... She loses the rest of her turn as she stumbles, negotiates an obstacle, or takes a wrong turn. Damn it! I don't know. What do you, what do you think is dramatically interesting for you to lose the rest of your turn here? How how do you stumble as you get down? I think maybe if this is her getting to the ground, maybe her power deactivates the last second and she like falls to the ground a couple feet. And okay. I think that's what happens. I think I like that. And then uh, Lepaco drifts down behind you and says. Reckless use of abilities. She doesn't say anything. Sorry, I know you hate this. <laughs> I hate this guy. I'm so stressed know, out. I know, I'm so I know, stressed out. I know you really hate this. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's your turn. So, really, really boofed it there, Athena. Uh, they are going to roll to see if they can maneuver. Ooh. As it turns out, they can. And they move further. That's so far. Yeah, so they, they are in full sprint. Oh, no. They are in full sprint moving away from you right now. Oh, fuck. And they're they're still firing shots. But I don't think you've, like, entered their their area, like, vision. So, like, they haven't noticed you because you haven't done anything yet. So they're still firing at the people that are chasing them behind. And you're still closer, but not super close. So, all right. On to the next turn. On to the next turn. Here we go. You get a nine of hearts. They get a three of spades. Well, cool. I'd like to use my free action to move, but I also like to use my regular action to, like, run. Okay, so you're using your action to run. Yeah, I'm running. Okay. I I was running. running. All right, so it's still at a plus... So you get plus two for using your action to do it, and you get plus two from your free runner. So plus four overall. Plus four, yep. Has a nine, treat ya. A nine is a success with a raise. So I you just want to move as far as I can. Yeah, and you do. Oh god, that's not far enough. Sorry, right. still, still going strong. They got a spade, free movement. They do not increase their distance, and um, I think there's probably from way behind you some return fire. So you see some quarry beams flying near them, and uh, one of them waves their arms over their head and shouts something as they run. And they're let's see. No, that does not work. Okay. Oh. Uh, it looks like there's a coalescing of purple energy, and then one of the lasers hits the energy, like, as it's starting to form and shatters it. Oh. And they continue running. Okay. You are a eight of spades. Mm-hmm. They are a nine of clubs. Ooh. So they're gonna, All right. They're going to go first. It's a spade. All right. So they got to make it at minus two, or they are bumped. Uh, that is a one minus two is a negative one, so uh, they're bumped. I think they lose a bit of ground, so oh, maybe what happens is right now 
You're, right now you're passing through like a dining entertainment and heading through a resort area. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's just like a gaggle of people that are crossing the street and haven't, for, for some reason, haven't noticed this commotion and just sort of get in their way and they have to bowl through these people and just shove their way past them and it buys, you know, they can't do anything else. Right. And there's a lot more shouts. People get shoved and pushed maybe threatened with gun. Threatened with gun? Actually, somebody probably gets shot for that. Oh, no. Yeah, I think one of them just pulls a gun out and shoots a pedestrian. Ah, oh, jeez. Why are you punishing me for their bad roll? <laughs> their bad draw? Punishing you and punishing the people. Oh, no. That's... Gotta... But Athena is the people. <laughs> is she? No. All right. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I don't know if that tracks. <laughs> it doesn't. All right. Um... I think they're going to try to do that energy field again. That time it succeeds, so the person shouts something again, waves hands overhead, and there's just a weird purpley barrier, like a sphere that pops out and covers mm-hmm. all of them. It's your turn. It's my turn. Okay, I want to use my free okay. action to move. Damn, you're good at running. Well, we already knew that, didn't we? Oh. <laughs> That's an 18. Yep. So you catch up too, so now you are within five feet of them, so... Yep. So I'd like to use Entangle on their group to try and end this as quickly as possible so more tourists don't okay. get shot. If you want to get all of them, that's going to be a large burst template. I will upcast it, and... But you are within standard range, so you don't need to increase that at all. Good, good. I'd like to cast it with Glow also, so they're a beacon for the regulators that Ooh, are coming that's behind an interesting me. interesting idea. Okay. It's a lot of points I'm dropping, but I hope they're worth it. We'll see. We'll see. Shall I cast? Yeah. Looking for a four or better? A five! A five, that's a success. And that will entangle everyone but there's no resist throw type thing for them right away. Um, how? What does this look like? I think if there are perhaps some outdoor seating in this touristy dining area, I want to wrench them apart and make them into bonds and just surround perhaps the whole group with some loops. Nice. And now they all glow too. Excellent. Okay, so is it the metal that's glowing or do they themselves glow? How does that work? Glow creates a soft light in a small blast template centered on the target. Uh, subtract two from their stealth totals, negates one point. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So it just it gives them negative two on stealth. Okay, but they're all glowing. They're all and glowing. A small burst template on themselves. Yeah. So okay. Um, maybe maybe the the metal glows, but it like marks them. Mm. So while the entangle is lasting, they're glowing too. All right, yeah, so uh, maybe you are running through the dining and entertainment district, so maybe you're running past and there's like an outdoor patio area similar to Escar Glow. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of seating and maybe some people who are hurriedly trying to get out of the way and uh, there's one table and you just wrench your hand and the, the chair flies into bits and kind of cascades into the street and the pieces just begin wrapping themselves around the people, maybe banding their legs, their arms, just keeping them in place. 
entangle means they cannot move and they are distracted with the minus two penalty as long as they are entangled, but they can still attempt to break free. Uh, but the entangle power itself does not have a duration, so it's just like it lasts as long as it lasts until they get free. Yeah, basically my intent with the glow was just to make them glow as a unit so the regulators following me can see them easier and maybe I'll get some points for that. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Alright. This guy fucking hates me. I can. T I haven't used empathy on him, but I know. <laughs> I can feel it in his smile, in his smug little voice. But he's so warm. Is he the- he's like- He's you like one of those. Of clubs. I am surprised he hasn't said "bless your heart" yet, because that's the kind of vibe he gives off. So you get a two of clubs. Uh, they get a six of spades. They're gonna go first, and I'm gonna, at this point, because there's four of them, I am gonna break this up into separate rolls to see if they can get free. Mm-hmm. So here we go. This is at minus two for all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two fail. That one fails. That one succeeds. So okay. three of them are still bound. I think one of them maybe they're bound for just a moment, but they manage to shake their bond and just rip free of it and keep running. Uh, and I think that's that's the one that used the the barrier, okay. the barrier thingy. As you grapple all three of these guys together with your entangle power, one of them is carrying like a satchel, mm -hmm. and it sort of gets torn free by the metal, just ripping in every direction and tossed into the air. And there are a huge amount of these glass vials mm -hmm. that just go flying from the bag in every direction and some of them begin to shatter and there's a, a multicolored powder inside and it just starts to spread everywhere and a lot of the onlookers are seeing oh, this happen and... I think seeing that Athena knows what's up she's gonna put a stiff arm out to the crowd and just say get back roll me intimidate god damn 16. Jesus. Okay. As these vials are going everywhere, there are... There's still screams and shouts and gunshots. A lot of stuff is still happening. Um, but you can hear sort of the faint murmurs of people in the crowd who identify this as scuffle dust or mm -hmm. sort of like, oh! And um, as you turn and do this, you see that there are a couple people in the crowd who are looking to edge in and grab stuff. But I think she whips her head around and her eyes are glowing. And yeah, I, th I she think, looks pretty scary. I probably think you do that, and they catch a glimpse of that, and eyes widen, and they just sort of slink back into the crowd. Good, nice job. Thank you. Not going to hear about that being a good point on my sheet, probably. Threatening citizens. God damn it. I think uh, the person using abilities is going to turn around and again uh, wave their hands and you can see a glow from within the hood. Like you see glowing eyes. Um, it's like a like a, an arctic blue. Mm. And uh, you see them holding their hands out in front of them and they're going to try to cast a thing. God, I gotta Benny that. Maybe you I only have one. G I only have one GM Benny. Oh, it's so my only Benny that I can use. Oh so. no! All right, fails. Ooh, these people are doing real bad. They hold their hands out and they're coalescing this blue energy now, and they're trying to build up this ice wall from the ground, and it starts to get up. But um, maybe there's just too much happening at once, and they can't get the focus through to make it happen. So you're you're able to easily mantle over this wall as you're moving forward. Awesome. Uh, and it is now your turn. However, you have a complication. Yeah, I do. So let's see what you got. It's a diamond. 
Okay, that's it's not, not as bad as it could be. It's definitely not as bad as it could be. Well, I mean, I'll eat those words in a moment, probably. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so diamonds. There's no modification to your roll, and if you fail, you get bumped. So, okay. Uh, make your roll, you do get your plus two, because this is a foot race. It's athletics. And what do you got? Both blow up. Damn, man. Oh, shit. That's a 12. All right. So, yeah, you, you easily overcome any kind of complication that might have been thrown at you while you're moving in to attack these entangled enemies. Mm-hmm. I think there's just a swarm of people that have, you know, in their panic, like, run across the street and you have to navigate your way through it, but you're able to just nimbly dodge in the in the folds of the crowd to nice. get through. Gotcha. Now may I move? Is it your free action or are you using... That's my free action. Then yes. Okay. Then you can roll it at plus two because you're a free runner. Five. Five gets you one closer. Oh boy. So now you're on the same card as all four of these people. I would like... You're, you're actually like right outside of their purple barrier. Well, I wanted to cast Bolt on the metal, holding the three of them together. Hmm, that is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Y- you can. Um, the deflection power is still going to be in effect, regardless of what happens. So, okay. yes, you can You can do that. It's going to be at a minus two penalty. I would like to do that. So, wait, before you cast this, is this all... Are you saying this was meant to be, like, one continuous piece of metal? Like or the I I thought they were like all individually bound by separate pieces. No, I wanted them to like be together like a little like a little sushi roll. Okay, um, if that's acceptable. That's I figured I, that she just made it into one big long thing of metal that just kind of crunched together around these guys. And th- that makes sense. It was just it was different. In my it head. was a group suppression tactic. I, I'm cool with that. If you're casting bolt, bolt only affects one person. Okay. If you would like it to affect more people, you do have the power that does that. I do. Yes. So. How how about a how would a cone template do me? I, you can certainly hit those with a cone template. Excellent. Yep. I'd love to do that. Okay. Then uh, roll to cast. Still at minus two. Essence die ahoy. God damn. Did you, <laughs> did you say was a plus a plus a two? Minus two. Minus a two. Well, that's still an eleven. Oh jeez. Okay, that's cast with a raise, so that's a three d six damage. That's exactly how many I keep out for situations like this. Handy. Seven. Um, you know what? So trappings in uh, Adventure Edition are different than they were in Deluxe, where it's mostly just aesthetics, Mm -hmm. and you use the power modifiers to change how the ability interacts with other things. But there is kind of like a baseline... I forget what it's called, but... Basically, the rule is if there's something that makes sense with the way things interact, you can get a bonus or a penalty to the roll. So it'd be like if somebody's standing in water and you electrocute them, it might get a plus two to the roll. Or maybe surrounded by metal. So I'm going to say because they're wrapped in metal and you're just literally putting your hand right on there and electrocuting all of them with your area of effect power, I'm going to say that plus two applies here. Yes! Which we- <laughs> Okay, Arthur Morgan. <laughs> Which would make it a total of nine damage. Uh, and that's going to fry these three people. I think she punches her hand through 
the purple barrier mm-hmm. and grasps onto the metal surrounding all these three people mm-hmm. and just charges them with some some lightning that arcs down from her like her biceps down like into the you know the once once chair that mm-hmm. is now holding them all together okay and she's gonna fry him a little bit sure so when you punch your hand through the barrier you feel resistance there it's mm-hmm. like a it's like a membrane you're pushing through and then you're able to latch on the electricity or the you're able to latch onto the metal and discharge the electricity in there. I think she has a moment after she breaks through where she laughs a little bit to herself because she didn't really think it was going to work. And then she locks eyes with one of the dudes mm-hmm. and then her eyes start to glow. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you can't see their eyes because they're in hoods and stuff. Okay. Well, but... if she locks eyes with where the eyes possibly would have been. Okay. You can hear that they're all saying something and they're all, you know, wriggling against their bonds and muttering and it's just... The, the low drone of voices but you can't make out what they're saying that's weird uh, yeah so you fry all three of these people and there's there's definitely some screaming and uh, some jerking of bodies and then they well, stop then maybe they shouldn't have been criminals <laughs> <laughs> maybe um alright and is that your turn I think that's your turn yeah how's that person looking that got shot just can I look yeah, I think they they have been dragged off to okay. the side by the people they're with. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, and they are also kind of letting out frantic cries of pain and. But cauterized rage. probably was well, an energy a, weapon. It's yeah. an energy weapon, so mm-hmm. that's good. True. Hurts though, probably. Yeah, probably. But what a story to tell when they get back from their vacation. If they get back. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, so that's your turn. Yes. Alrighty, you fry those other three. So as this final hooded figure looks from them to you, you can still see like a faint blue glow within the hood and there's a ripple and it turns into this crimson red instead. What the fuck? What the fuck? So king of spades and ace of diamonds, so they get to go first. Damn it, I drew so well, but... You did. Not well enough. All right. And for their free action, they're gonna move... And that's a success, so they'll move one further away from you. And for their turn turn, they are going to cast a thing. Ah, oh, damn it. All right, I'm going to use one of their minis. Oh, thank God, success. Okay. So they, um, so they look at you with those red eyes, and their eyes shift back to the three incapacitated with the metal, and then they turn and um, sort of wave their arms in a windmill pattern by themselves and they start running away from you, and as they're doing this, you can see them start to increase their speed. Ah, fuck. So this person just starts to run a lot faster. Damn it! It doubles their speed, so they're Shit. actually one more with that free move. Ah, bullshit! This guy! Alright, um, it is your turn, and before you do anything else, I would like you to make me a notice roll at minus... Let's do minus four this time. Oh, dang. Okay. What'd you get? Well, I got a, a one and a negative two. Okay. So. so I suppose I've not seen anything, really. You've not noticed anything. Uh, it's your turn. What do you want to do? Uh, see, the last time Athena failed to notice like that, a bomb was strapped to her back, and then that didn't end very well. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, maybe I should Benny it. It's how she got the scars on her back. It's how she got the scars on her back, and it wasn't very good for her. Mm-mm. Oh, man. 
How fast? Um... Oh, and they're also still covered by that purple barrier. Damn it. Okay. All right. I'm going to move as a free action. Mm-hmm. A five. A five. That's a success. So you get one closer. You 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 started running after them. They appear to still be moving faster than you right now. Right. So you weren't able to close the distance here. Can I teleport during a chase? Yeah. You can do anything. Holy shit. Okay. Okay. I would like to teleport directly in front of them, okay. inside the barrier, and tackle them to the ground. Okay, so this is going to be a multi-action. Yes, okay. sure will be. All right, so the first, so both of these are going to be at minus two. Mm-hmm. So you're going to cast teleport to, so just to be clear, they're like five feet ahead of you right now. I, I just want to surprise them. Okay. Then, yeah, you can cast a teleport to mm-hmm. go ahead of them, and then uh, it's going to be, a tackle is probably going to be... Fighting? Fighting for an attack, it might be athletics. So roll to teleport. It's your essence die for your linked ability. Oh boy. Minus two. A nine. And it's a cast with a raise. And teleport lets you travel farther with a raise. But I don't need to. You don't need to. So I'm not gonna. And I would like to tackle them. Alright, make your tackle. Okay. Also to minus two. Oh, beans. So it's a three. Yep. Okay. Is your intention to damage them or to, like, grab them and hold them? Grab them and hold them. Okay, so that's going to be a grapple as opposed to, like, a fighting roll. Okay. Grappling is an opposed roll between the attacker and defender's athletics. So let's, for now, let's stick with the three that you just rolled because Mm -hmm. the multi-action, and I'm going to roll their athletics to see if they can. Uh, They also rolled a three. What happens if you tie? If I would like to use my conviction, perhaps, to tackle them real good. Okay. Please roll your extra d6. Here goes my conviction. I mm-hmm. hope Strickland was worth it. What'd you get? A one. But that does bump me up to a four. So, so you dig real deep. Not very deep. Not very deep. <laughs> pretty deep. You can always Benny to re-roll if you want. I need to be better about, like, giving you bennies because i always forget i'll i will retroactively give you a benny for using your shape metal to fix the thing yeah i like to because i'm thoughtful like that because <laughs> you're paying attention to it i like that so you can benny that if you want otherwise it's it's still a regular success i'll give you this benny all right good right back you get you re-roll everything Everything. Yeah. When oh you, damn. When you use a Benny to re like the the extra die is added to the dice pool, gotcha. so, so it's all three of them. Ooh. Twelve. Twelve total. Twelve total. Okay, with their three, that is a success with a raise, uh, which means they are bound. Nice. Which means they can't move. They can't do anything but try to get free, and they do that at a minus two, I think. Okay. I have a cool mental image of what this looks like. If you have something good, go ahead, though. She sees them going faster, and she's like, fuck, I need to go faster than this fucker. So she's going to do that by teleporting, and she turns into that little lightning bolt we saw several episodes ago going onto her balcony. Mm -hmm. That didn't end super well, but this apparently did, and she shows back up right in front of them, 
and sort of trip tackles them. And I guess they don't expect it because it works really well. Yeah. Okay. I think as she gets them to the ground, she says, don't fucking move. So you get them on the ground and they are bound. And that is the end of that round. Oh. That's a lot of ounds. It is a lot of ounds. Ground bound round. You get an ace of hearts. Ooh. They get a queen of spades. Hot damn. Uh, And at the start of this, your next turn, I would like you to make me another notice roll. This time with no penalty. Four. Four. Okay. So as you have uh, coalesced and knocked this person to the ground and you're, they're struggling against you and they're, they're making effort noises like grunts and stuff like that. You can still hear the regulators following behind and shouts and you know there's a lot happening mm-hmm. but in the distance distantly you just hear this <gasps> no no son of a bitch and it seems to be getting closer oh god damn it <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> so, I'm so angry so it's your turn what would you like to do I want to cuff them I guess if I can do you have any cuffs no but I got a lot of metal that's true okay um so you're gonna cast entangle again yeah I need to use a Benny to get points oh god okay this is how low I've gone I just really wanted to impress this goddamn man who I assume is right behind me because he's a nimble little fucker are you spending time to look around no for okay <laughs> All right, so you're uh, bennying to get power points back. Yes. Oh my, I feel like that's a first. It is, that's but I got a five. You got a five, okay. So, um... God damn it. So the, so the way entangling works is it's it's in stages. So it, gets, it goes entangled and then bound, and when you're bound, that's as entangled as you can get. Mm-hmm. So you already have them bound with athletics, but and entangle with just a regular cast makes them entangled. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to upcast that to bound since you already have them bound and nice. you're binding them with metal. That seems appropriate seems to me. Seems fair to me. All right, so you bind this person with more metal bands from furniture? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe it's just a... Uh, I mean, we're not that far away from where that other group of sizzly boys is, no, right? You're, you're not too far away. I think I'll just pull one from there as that damage has already been done. Just a little bit, just out outstretched in sure, my hand. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Then just wrap it around. Yep, just wrap it around. Okay. All right, and for their turn, they are going to try to break free. Checks out. Ooh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, shit. God damn it. Oh, shit. That's a 13. Even with their penalty. Ugh. I want to say... Okay, so you've, you've grappled them, and they're fighting, and they're still moving at, like, super speed right mm-hmm. now. So when you like, do they just like flash blur out of the fucking I, things? I think what happens is <sighs> when you reach over to like bring the metal out, they take that opportunity to just like elbow you to the side and get back up. Damn it! So, uh, so <gasps> that's uh, and they're gonna move one further. Away. Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Go back to here. This bastard! <sighs> you saw that roll though. All right, um, are you going to pursue? Yes, of course I'm going to pursue. You get a joker. Oh, I get a Benny! You do. <laughs> stuff. I think as this person gets away, there's a distant voice, and you just hear, Failure to apprehend suspect. I think she hisses through her teeth as she gets back up. <laughs> are there any ticks in the positives column? I've done so much right. 
All right. You have a joker, mm-hmm. and it is your turn. And as this person is flitting just a little bit further away from you, you can again hear closer in the distance. No. <sighs> Why does he yell so much? <laughs> the sound resonating off the buildings. I it's guess definitely it's a like war am- cry. amplified. Yeah, it's Ugh. definitely amplified. Uh, what are you gonna do? Now, so just for frame of reference, you guys uh-huh. have been moving, so like the the chase rules are small, like five feet increments yeah. and stuff like that. But to me, time is passing, so yeah. it's not like you're only moving five. I mean, feet every at turn's time. what six seconds, uh, ish. Maybe I mean, you can, maybe a you little can bit get a decent that, so. clip that. So yeah, I want to say at this point, you guys are like a block to a block and a half from the water. Oh, okay. From a layer resort. Well, I Getting need. Closer. I can't let them get to Alaire Resort. People are going to be so mad. So Alaire Resort is like just like right off to the right. Yeah, but I don't so know which way they're trying to that's go. That's true. They're they're heading north. They're on this street right here. Yeah. So you're right there. You're right next. To them. So they're oh, kind of heading towards it. Kind of not. Oh jeez. Okay. Joker time. What are you doing? Joker time. I don't forget to get a plus two to everything you do. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Including, I think, moving. I guess I'm just gonna try and kill this person. I guess. Alright. Cause, like, Bolt's just gonna show up and take my points that I desperately need, apparently. That's what I'm gonna do. Let's just cast a really good Bolt. Doing your best. Just doing my best. I would like to move, attempt to move with my free action. It's at a plus four, so <laughs> I don't. I I think you literally cannot fail this roll. I got a seven. All right. So I'd you're like on to the move same up, card please. as them now. Wait, oh, can actually, I can I reach them with a sword? Actually, hold on. They're still doubled, so they would have oh, moved too. Fuck. So okay. you got a seven with your plus four. Mm-hmm. So you're you're still five feet away. Okay. Sorry, I forgot they still had speed on. No, it's okay. Could I... Can I cast... No, fuck, I just gotta cast the bolt. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Running out of power points? Yes. Guess you should get some more power points, huh? Probably. Five? Five minus two because of the deflect. I get plus two. That's true. every action. Thank you for reminding me. Mm-hmm. Yep, so that is a success. It's 2d6 dablage. Seven. Okay. It's enough to shake. <laughs> but that's not enough. I have a Benny. Oh no, okay. Alright. <laughs> Is that even worse? No. It's an eight this time. Excellent, excellent. And your intention is to kill this person? Kind of like blow their kneecap out so they can't fucking run. Is your intention to kill this person? No, probably not, because I want to see whether their eyes are changing colors. It's okay. very interesting. Uh, Alright, so you, you're gonna blow out their kneecap then. Yes. That's what you're doing. Okay. If, if you're trying, if you're not trying to kill them, I won't, I won't make them die from wound pains right away. Cool. I think she realizes... If she lets them get to the waterfront, there's probably no fucking way she's gonna catch them because they're gonna make some sort of ice raft and just drift out to sea and they're gone forever. So what she does is just just real careful, closes one eye even though, you know, she knows she's not supposed to do that with a finger gun. 
She took a marksmanship class. She was bad at it. We got but... your fingers ready. You ready to finger bang? <laughs> you ready to finger bang? <laughs> she levels a finger gun, just aims at the knee, grimaces. It's like, oh, I hope this works. And she lets it fly. And it's lightning and it's beautiful. There's a bolt of energy. Lightning discharge blasts out and smashes into this person's leg. The purple barrier they've been holding up is shattered. So I think your bolt just punches a hole right through it. Smashes their knee and it breaks their concentration. A surprising precision strike. Based on what we know of the aliens. Yep. And there's another snarl of frustration as they collapse onto the ground and you watch and they're just like trying to claw their way along the ground in the same direction. So determined. Mm -hmm. Not really. I mean, at this point, I I think it's safe to say the chase is over. Safe uh, And they do not appear to be going anywhere. So you incapacitated this person who is crawling their way away from you still, just in that same direction. Mm -hmm. You can hear Bolt getting closer. What is your next move? What are you going to do? Based on the very little I know about Bolt, I think he's probably going to stop to take pictures by the crowd with the charred corpses. So what I'm going to do is go up to this person who's trying to crawl away and just maybe put a foot on their back and be like, hey man, enough's enough. You're coming in. You put the foot on their back and there's a grunt and you can hear them muttering something or sort of like repeating it over and over under their breath and you just hear them saying Sayer Ali Sayer Oh shit! God damn it! That's a thing I need! Thank you for listening to this episode of Neon Savage Worlds is owned by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group. You can find them and their products online at peginc.com. You can find our website at rpgforyouandme.com, which we update weekly with new episodes, character art, and bios. All music used is created and performed by Crockett. We are so grateful to them for letting us feature their work with permission. You can find them online at crockett.bandcamp.com and on Twitter at crockett80s. You can find our show on Twitter at RPG for you and me, and you can find Allie on Twitter at UC the Hat, where she posts art from the show. And as I am absent from all social media, you can find me exclusively on our Patreon Discord server, which you can find at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. Any support means the world to us, and it makes it easier for us to make more quality content for you. If you enjoy our show, the best way you can let us know is with a five-star review on the podcast listening platform of your choice. If you like what you heard here, you should check out Sounds Like Crows, which is an actual play podcast set in the Savage World's Deadlands Reloaded setting. It's a story about five brothers on a quest for revenge in the supernatural Wild West, and it encouraged us to get moving on our own production. The cast is outstanding, and the audio and editing quality is cinematic and top-notch. Caleb Sunstead, the marshal and showrunner, is extremely talented and dedicated. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to us. And we'll see you next week.